another week of Adventures Weekly. Very excited. Oh my gosh, I can't believe we've had so many shows now. I'm so happy with all of the elements of the sport we've been able to cover from, you know, photographers, media legends, legends in general like JB. And tonight we have a different aspect of our sport, but one that's equally as important and something that I'm very excited about as well, because I would have been in Mooloolaba right now, getting ready for the Etchells Australasian Championships. And I love that regatta. I love it so much. So it's very special who we have on the show tonight. But without further ado, let's bring in the most amazing Tiara Witty. How are you, Side T? You good? Hey, man. Yeah, I'm good. Thanks for having me. No, no. (laughs) I can't do this without you. You know that. Uh, she reminds me to drink water <laughs> regularly. I can't look after myself. It's horrific. <laughs> and, and eat fruit. Eat fruit. I just get these little messages throughout the day. I can't have you passing out. Please stay alive. It's very exciting. But I think we're going to just crack on very quickly, T. T will be keeping an eye on the comments section, everybody. So if you've got any questions, anything that you want to add, any feedback, please make sure you pop it in the comments section. And, of course, we'll do our best to cover everything that we can. But it's time for our first segment of the night. T, what's our first segment? This is where I... uh, News. (laughs) The news. Sailing news in 60 seconds-ish. 60 seconds-ish because there's more news happening as we see restrictions start to ease in some parts of the world. First off, New Zealand exemptions for the America's Cup. There's a lot of push from the American team whose boat did arrive in New Zealand during the week. We were going to have a little chat to Terry Hutchinson, but it looks like he'll now be joining us next week. But they're pushing very hard given there's been quite a few exemptions made for the cast of Avatar, who are about to start filming the sequel to Avatar. I know that a lot of the America's Cup uh, boat crew, staff, sailors, etc., are looking for similar exemptions. So that's one of the most important news items that we have this week. Second on our agenda are the Volvo Ocean Race slash now the Ocean Race. They are meant to be starting early next year. It now looks like there might actually be a postponement. So they're starting to discuss postponements and how they may happen for that race. Uh, Maiden, Tracy Edwards has been one of our guests. They have announced during the week that Jamie Lee Curtis. Now, Tiana, what movie do you know Jamie Lee Curtis from? Make me feel old. Um, from Freaky Friday. From Freaky Friday, right. Well, Jamie Lee Curtis from the amazing movie True Lies, which Tiana hasn't seen and I'm going to educate her. Jamie Lee Curtis has announced that she's going to be involved with the Maiden program and she'll be the second voice or ambassador of the program along with Tracy Edwards. So that's really exciting for that Maiden Factor program that is really pushing, increasing the amount of access that females have to education all throughout the world, including the third world. So that's a really amazing program that's come out of sailing and the Maiden Factor. Now, it is World Environment Day today, so quite exciting. Pantaneous, as everybody knows, is one of our major sponsors. Well, our major sponsor right now, and we're really lucky that they've chosen to support us all the way through the, the COVID pandemic as well. But One Ocean, that, that tour, I'm just going to bring that back up again. It is World Environment Day, and Pantaneous is supporting the tour of One Ocean, a film that's also supported by Sea Shepherd, Very exciting. It's all about pollution in the ocean, single-use plastic, microplastic. And so I think it's really great that Pentaneous is supporting this film and the launch of it in Australia. And tonight, for our trivia competition, instead of our usual Pentaneous prize pack, we're actually going to be giving away five free passes to view this film. So that's pretty awesome. T, that's the first time you've heard of that. So we're going to have five winners this week who will get a prize pass, and then our first prize winner will also get a prize pack. So that's very, very exciting. Now, next on the news, including along with the theme of World Environment Day, Mark Set Bot. I'm not sure if you guys have heard of Mark Set Bot. I have seen them, and maybe our two guests will really like this. Actually, I'm just going to see if I can find. I do have some imagery of Mark Set Bot that I can show you guys. Let me just bring it up 
La Roxane qui suivra directement le, le match on sera ensemble pour vivre tout ça sur le Seawall, so stay on the Seawall after the match races. So that's the first time that I saw Mark set bot in action. They're GPS remote controlled marks and they can hold a GPS position. You can move them to a GPS position without a boat. Uh, so that limits the amount of fuel you're using. You don't need to use an anchor. So in places like Varese or in Geneva, where the, the lake is so deep, they basically just cut the anchor every time they use it. It's a very effective way to be more environmentally friendly. So US Sailing has actually now made a partnership with Markset Bot. And in these times where we're also trying to be socially distant it's a lot easier to actually get people out racing. So that's a very, very exciting partnership. And I hope that we can see Mark Setbot uh, in, in other locations around the world very, very soon. But it was nice to see them in action at the SailGP in Marseille. That's where I took that vision from. Now, locally in Australia, we do have to say a vale to John Cuneo AM. He did pass away, not last night, but the night before. An amazing character in Australian sailing. And I know that a lot in the Queensland area especially will miss him. He was a big part of the Royal Queensland Yacht Squadron. So all respects to him. Uh, medalist, one of our first, and has a big heritage in sailing as well. His nephew is now actually the Commodore of the Royal Queensland Yacht Squadron. So our thoughts go out to anybody who knew John Cuneo and uh, especially his family and his loved ones at this time. So many respects to him. Continuing on the theme with Queensland news, it's sounding like Early Beach Race Week is going to go ahead. Uh, come hell or high water, basically. So Adrian said, who's helping to organise it. I've been having a little chat to him throughout, throughout the week. Southport Yacht Club, one of our favourite venues, was today announced as the Queensland Yacht Club of the Year as those awards have continued progressing. And as I mentioned, we would have been in M Malula Bar this weekend with two of our guests. Last week it was Volunteer Week and two of my favourite volunteers, Kevin Wilson, Ross Wilson. Welcome to Adventures Weekly. It's lovely to have you. How are you? Oh, great to see you, Nick. Oh, yay. <laughs> now we've... Yay. <laughs> I know many people won't know that usually this weekend I actually stay with you guys we actually stay in the same unit so we know each other a little bit a little bit we do <laughs> just a little bit that's that's what you're... <laughs> now kevin i might give it away here we had a a bit of a guessing competition on our instagram story this afternoon we were saying there was a picture of me with kevin and a picture of me with ross and then we said to everybody, the general public, is this Kevin or Ross? And then, is this Kevin or Ross? Tiana, do we have a, a results? Were people able to guess? I think T's going to have a little bit of a look. You'll like this, guys. You love your guessing competitions, don't you? All, all good. You know what? People got it right. People got it right? What? Yeah, majority, like, were correct. We, the first person was uh, Kevin. Um, and then we had Ross in the second photo, and yeah, people were right. I'm actually very impressed. 68%. Fantastic. 68%. Oh, come on. That's just above average. Yeah. Well, it's all 50-50, isn't it? Indeed. Now, for those at home who don't know you guys, Kevin Wilson at the top and Ross Wilson in the middle, <laughs> and the two of them down the bottom of there are two amazing volunteers. We have a lot of volunteers, obviously, in the sport of sailing. But you two are identical twins, for those who haven't guessed. Yes. <laughs> now, Ross, as the elder twin... <laughs> You've got it right, Nick. I know. What, what was it like growing up with Kevin as a brother? Well, actually, so, I mean, that's a good question. But um, we, look, the bottom line is we didn't know any difference. 
because it's always been our life as we've grown up and you know some there's so many advantages that we have in growing up together is that you've always got someone to have a fight with someone to have a chat with someone to share your jokes with and someone to do whatever you're doing is that you've always got a mate around the place so I mean what how better could that be you don't have to go looking for friends you've already got one next to you literally literally <laughs> yes you two are basically inseparable but what many won't know actually Kevin I believe you were the skipper when you were growing up well you're right Nick Ross always wanted to be first over the start line over the finish line so so I steered it because I was always second <laughs> <laughs> but you guys grew up at Black Rock Yacht Club, so technically Victorian, and we won't hold it against you. Well, we can go back a bit further, Nick. We started at Lake Cullerain Yacht Club in the, up in the northwest of Victoria. Wow. Up near Muldura. And uh, we didn't get down to Black Rock until we got the Sharpies down here in, in 69, I think it was. We started down the Sharpies. So... We, we had rainbows, and but we're up in the northwest of Victoria at, at Lake Kalala Rain. And, uh, and we were both original members of the Yacht Club up there. So that sort of takes us back to, you know, that was back 50s. Or late 50s. And yeah. so then, so you sailed the Sharpie, Ross. Did you yep. always sail together? Well, Nick, we did for a long, long time, back up until about 1980 and it was only after 1980 where uh, Kevin decided he had enough of me and uh, he wanted someone else up front. He thought he might be, a, you know, we've gone close to winning an Australian Sharpie title, won a couple of Victorian ones, but uh, anyway, to, so he got uh, a good mate of his legs here to go up front and he put a new boat, Flying United, and I then uh, bought another Sharpie and sailed and, and then we got back sailing together back in 1990 and then uh, 96 uh, and then 2000. I think 2000 was our last Sharpie Nationals, but we're both life members of the Australian Sharpie Association and the Victorian Sharpie Association. And I guess that uh, we're known as legends within the Sharpie world. Oh, you're known as legends generally, but yes, we'll also go within the Sharpie world. <laughs> <laughs> oh, excellent. So 2000, that's an interesting year because for those who don't know what else you're involved with, and I don't know how anybody couldn't know what else you're involved with. I mean, you guys are very important parts of a lot of the regattas in Australia, but for those who are watching internationally, you're also now PROs or principal race officers, race officers, some of the most respected in the country. And in 2000, you were both integral parts of the 2000 Olympics. Yeah, look, and, and what a sensational Olympics, I mean, Sydney was. I mean, no one could ever say that you'd ever have a better uh, regatta than Sydney. And, and uh, you know, we talk stories. I was just with a couple of Sharpie legends today as well for lunch. But we talk, go back to Sydney and you take that 470, two gold for the girls. And I was running those particular events. And to listen to the noise on Sydney Harbour, uh, when uh, Tom and Mark won that regatta, but even before that, when Jenny and B and uh, Jenny and B stay used to stay with me back here in Melbourne, wow. but when they won gold as well, I mean that was just something really personal. And uh, same with the blokes, but no one could ever go better than a Sydney Sydney Olympics. It was just something super, super, super. How fantastic! And I think and I Kevin, Kevin, did you decide? to be a race officer before Ross or was it the other way around? Well, no, you're, you're right, Nick. You're right. Uh, because we all started uh, started off, you know, back at, at the Rock and uh, and I was uh, initiating and uh, being a national judge, I uh, uh, went up with uh, Tony Mooney and uh, myself and Hatchie went around Australia teaching race management and then uh, we went up to Sydney and uh, just about 96, 97, look at what was up there and of course we were tied up with with our um, 
uh, 470 t- people back of the rock because we had uh, about 20 odd 20 plus 470s racing out of Black Rock and that's when uh, Jenny Maddie and, and and co were so we put a lot of lot of training with them. so it was sort of moving up to Sydney and and then working with the Sydney people back from post 96 you know, onwards and then uh, so we went up there and being a national judge and then a national national race officer and and it all you know, went from went from there. Yeah, Ross uh, Ross joined the joined the fray, and you know, we both got involved with the Sydney Olympics. So it was, it was uh, very exciting times. And, and the yeah, post then we had the decision about uh, world sailing, or back then it was ISA. So um, I took on the instructing part of it, and Ross took on the uh, officiating with the. Uh, the subcommittee with um, ISAF. So, yeah, so we we have been very much involved the organisation from Australia and internationally for since you know 2000. And we've been lucky to have you both. I mean, 24/7 is at BlackRock. No wonder we were so strong back in the heyday. But we've continued to be strong in that class, and you guys have continued to be involved with with race management. I mean. There isn't somebody who sails an etchel in Australia or has been involved with the Australian Yachting Championship or Airlie Beach Race Week uh, that doesn't know who you guys are. So, Ross, I mean, you you tend to be... I mean, you take it in turns, but especially with the etchels, Ross, you tend to be on the start line with Kevin at the top mark and we've seen the way that you work and, and Dad and I personally because we've sailed in the taser class and been lucky enough to have you as our, our ROs. Do you think because of how close you are that's what makes you such a good race management team? Well that's very interesting Nick because um, I mean what makes a good race management team is actually good communication, a good team a good team around you mm. and and Kevin and I really do have an, a, a unique understanding and have a bit of a listen and um, yeah, no, it, it does great for race management. Oh, and I absolutely. think that's probably, it's, it's great for the enjoyment of those people out sailing at the same time. And I think that's where sailors can make incredible race officers like yourself, because as you said, you're only as good as the team around you and it's the same when you're sailing on a boat, isn't it, Kev? It, it absolutely is. You know, it's not worse than a boat when, uh, when you've got a couple of uh, average people uh, sitting on board with you. So, uh, as you would know, Nick, you know, I'm sure Rob would tell you that too. You know, <laughs> he, he probably yeah. just loves you there because you understand what you're doing. But that's very true. You've got to have people that can work together. And, and you know, and you're talking to John last week with uh, the America's Cup mm. and the amount of uh, effort that they put into it. And that would never happen without teamwork that they put together to say it's all sport it doesn't matter whether we're starting with football or or as soon as you put a team sport it is everyone that's got to be on the same page with the same objectives and uh, you know it's sort of just so moving forward true. and it's very important that you know that we all understand and, and work that way absolutely and and that's where I think we should give a bit of a shout out to all of the other people that volunteer around Australia and the world as well to help make our sport happen, including both of your lovely wives who put up with you travelling around the country to help us all get out on the racetrack. They're, they get yeah. you to the racetrack so that we can get to yeah, the well, racetrack. <laughs> you yeah, actually uh, can uh, sit in the, uh, in the office of registration and a lot of other stuff back behind us. You know, you know, no no show without punch. So, you know, they they get involved, especially Early Beach Race Week and and also some of the actual events. So, uh, yeah, no. they're basically your shore crew, aren't they, Ross? They make sure there's red wine ready to go at the end of the day. <laughs> yeah, look, there's, there's a lot of good things they do, Nick, and it wouldn't be the same without them. And uh, no. I mean, it doesn't matter what regatta we go to, is they're part of the regatta anyway. And uh, I mean. We always go up because it's a funny thing is a lot of the regattas where it's a little bit warmer mm. and uh, you've got to get out of the Melbourne cold. So, uh, I mean, why not? Absolutely. So they, just, they, they love it, yeah. I miss you guys terribly this weekend. But on that note, 
I'm going to go to an interview that I did with the two of you when we were at Airlie Beach Race Week in 2017. Because, of course, we're all hoping, hoping that from New South Wales and Victoria that we can get up there in the next few months. So I thought I'd play this interview with the two of you where it's a little bit sunnier and a little bit warmer and it'll give us a, a little four-minute break from our um, own voices as well. What do you reckon? Okay. Here we go. Yeah, this is Nick Douglas for Adventures of a Sailor Girl in beautiful Airlie Beach, though we don't have wind. Again, we're well, not consistent breeze, Ross. No, look, it's been an absolutely frustrating morning so far, and we're hoping to get some this afternoon, but uh, let's uh, look. For those that wait, it may come. Yep, exactly. Patience is a virtue, and yesterday patience paid off because we had a two-hour delay, and then some beautiful breeze in the afternoon, Kev. Well, it's, some might say it was beautiful. Others will say it was a little bit uh, challenging. light. Challenging. <laughs> challenging for those uh, caravans on water. But at the end of the day, we had uh, uh, everyone got around the racetrack. We did a shortened course for all the classes at either Mark 1 or Mark 2 to mm -hmm. try and get their, their finish in within yeah. the time limit. A couple of them missed their time limit, but it was a nice day in the water. It Lovely. wasn't. Absolutely beautiful day on the water, and I even, even spotted some people swimming off the race committee boat, Ross. That's not often done. No, well, actually, it's not unusual to be up here at Airlie when you've got a few, because that race committee boat's got a lot of people on, and they, they do make the lunches out there as well, and as soon as they've got the uh, sitting around, those people have been, uh, they've got nothing else to do, because they're not part of the actual race management team. Yeah. They're the caterers. So they jumped in the water and had a great swim. And, uh, and I caught a shark while I was actually swimming around, so that was even better. But unfortunately, I couldn't land it in the boat. It was too big. I love that you went fishing while we were waiting for wind as well. That's fantastic. Now, for those who think they're seeing double, um, you guys are related and, um, and, and two of our most finest race officers. And you've been coming to Ely Beach for a little while. We have uh, Nick, yes. About 2003 was my first uh, time out here for race management and every year since then, so it's it's just one of those pilgrim, pilgrim, pilgrimages that we have uh, during winter, get out of Melbourne and uh, come up here and have a bit of uh, fun in the sun, and that's what it's all about at Early Beach. So. And even when there's no wind, it's absolutely stunning, as those might be able to see behind us, and they're probably jealous as well. But you've been coming since 2000. You got him onto a good thing. Oh, look, just <laughs> after the Olympics in 2000, I've been up here, and, you know, Sue and I, we've been coming up here because we love holidaying up here, and... Uh, once you've been up here in the Whitsunday Sana Club, very, very accommodating, a brilliant little spot. And, um, yeah, and the uh, serve cold beer as well, so it's all good. Yeah, it's cold. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, the beer's cold, but we're not, we're not, Nick. We're not, uh, cold. We're not no. cold. Look, it's, uh, it's about 28 degrees or something today, and the sun is beautifully shining. As we've said, just a very, very light breeze, which mm. I don't think we will have enough to get a race away. But, mm. anyway, the decision will be made at 1 o'clock. Yeah, absolutely. You, you may not be able to see it, guys, behind us, but literally the thermal is about at the end of the moorings and then it's just glass all the way to Hamo, apparently. That's about right. And uh, we've got every person around wishing that uh, those that want the breeze go sailing, they really want it to come in. And it'd be nice to get a good 10 knots and plus in. But anyway, look, we'll wait around and uh, hopefully we will get a race in. Yeah, there's definitely an amazing team uh, putting in the hard yards behind. You guys have said you love coming here uh, for the for the location and the venue, but I know that a lot of people love coming here because of the amazing race officials and volunteers that are involved with this regatta. Well, yeah, a lot of them do, Nick, yes, a lot of them do. We 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 just uh, do our little bit and uh, you know, and help the club and, and put our two bobs worth in where it's needed, but... No, there is a great race management team led by Dennis Thompson and you know, Chizos here as the, yeah. the race officer. And we're all here to support the team, and that's what it's about, a good team effort. Yeah, and the best of the best in one of the best locations in Australia too. So it's lovely to see you again, boys, okay. and thanks for everything you do for sailing in Australia. Hey? And Nick, well done on coming third in the uh, World Taser <laughs> oh, Championship. thank you. That was a great effort. Sorry thank you didn't you so win much. it, but you did. Next time. Next time. Next time. Yeah, yeah, wasn't as good. Anyway. wasn't as good as... Let's fade that out there. We don't want to talk about when we came third. <laughs> <laughs> that was a while ago. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we've had a, a lovely regatta with you guys at Early Beach as well in the taser, which was fantastic. I've shared a few Early Beach race weeks with you as well. Uh, then Tiana, this weekend Hello. would have been the Malulaba Australasian Etchels champs. Tiana, when did you win in Malulaba? 
I think it was like 2013. There you go. Yeah. It was, it was so fun. I was so cold. <laughs> but the, How old your were radio you? chat got me through it. If it was if it was 2013 or maybe it was 2015, I was I, I was 14 or 15 years old. I think it was 2015 because I think I sailed that one. Okay, uh, so then I, I, I was 15 or 16 then. Yeah, I was sailing with yeah. Clarky and you beat me. And we had to wear the um, we had to wear the yellow jerseys when we were winning. It was so yeah. fun. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, awesome! Good memories. Good memories. But, Amazing um, memories. What I'm going to ask you two to do now, and I just have to say, we've had so many shout outs on social media just thanking you for your service and saying what legends you are, not just uh, on the water but off the water. Amazing gentlemen. Uh, obviously, they're not gotten to meet you later on in the evening just kidding <laughs> no 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 but we um we might move on if you don't mind would you guys mind helping us with our trivia competition that we have every week we, we're just going to go through the uh, the questions and the answers would you like to help yeah. we'll see how you go with our trivia this week we have it uh, themed on the history of sailing effectively. Now, Tiana puts this together for me every week. It's one of her jobs. I'm educating her on the history of sailing every week. She's had to Google. I'm learning so much. <laughs> she, she didn't know who Tracy Edwards was. She knew who John Bertram was because she's raced against him and beaten him. But Oliver. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah. did not know about Australia too. So that was fun. Yeah. Wasn't I'm it? getting better and better each week. I'm you a much are. more rounded person yeah. now. <laughs> I've got a video. Have you got video, Ross? I did the video when John won that last race. I've got it still on um, a VCR. Oh, do you? Wow. Yeah. That's worth money. I'll buy it off oh. you. <laughs> it's not for sale. It's just one of those little... <laughs> I mean, you could read JB's book, but um, uh, the video and that crossing that line, mm-hmm. coming down that last leg, I mean, the last 40 minutes of that, that race was just nail-biting. It was really, really something special. Yep. This one, it's on my desk. <laughs> yeah, well, I've, you've got to read it twice or three times. I've read it way read more. It, oh, well, I've read it three times, and I've, I still get something out of it every time I've read it. So it's an easy read, but it's um, a good book. Dad and I have covered this one in plastic. Look. Yep. Right. <laughs> oh, that's a bit yeah, diehard, isn't it? Isn't it? <laughs> Indeed. I might have well, to borrow that, Nick. You want to borrow it? No worries. Yeah, is that okay? I'll give, I'll give it to you the weekend that I teach you to sell a laser. <laughs> okay, sounds good. Uh, can you believe this, guys? She's, she doesn't know how to sell a laser and never is her father. This needs to be corrected. Well, 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 well nothing come more on, on, isn't it? All right, let's go through the trivia. So the first question, and guys, you're allowed to guess. Where did sailing for sport originate? A, Belgium, B, Holland, C, France or Marseille, and D, Croatia. What do you think? I'll never guess it would be Kev says B. Russ? I say if in doubt, you don't know, go C. <laughs> You're going C. All righty. <laughs> Kevin is correct. B. Holland. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> well, they had, to, they had to get out of there somewhere, didn't they? <laughs> Indeed. Get us out of here. <laughs> I have never been cold. Uh, speaking of your Malulaba win, I have never been so cold on a boat. Also sailing with JC in Holland. That's the coldest I've ever been in my life. Without it, without a doubt. Well then, <laughs> stick to the with Sundays. I will. Don't you worry. I'm old enough now. I can just say no. Bear with a sailor. Alrighty. When <laughs> is it thought that sailing first became a sport? Obviously, in Holland, a the 15th century, b the 16th century, c the 17th century, or d the 18th century. Well, the Olympics, it was first in the Olympics in 1900. Ooh, good guess. Or, 
I think the first is somewhere around that, so it's got to be late. I'm going to give you a hint. If in doubt, go see. Go see. 17th yeah. century. <laughs> Always go see if in doubt. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> All righty. Which club is the oldest yacht club in the world? A, Royal Natal Yacht Club. B, Bay of Quint Yacht Club. C, Royal Gibraltar Yacht Club. Or D, the Royal Cork Yacht Club. That was my go at an Irish accent, if you didn't get it. <laughs> oh, well, they're very good. Actually, the I oldest the one was... Russ says I'll cork. probably go... Yeah, cork. I'll yeah. go cork too, I think. Correct. Yay. Very weird. All right, and you should all get the next question. How many people got this question wrong, T? Who said... Oh, thank, thankfully... Thankfully, people are paying attention to this one. Not too right. many people got it wrong, but some people did choose Kevlar, unfortunately. What Gee, were sales originally made of? A, polyester, B, Kevlar, C, flax or cotton canvas, or D, carbon? If anyone said Kevlar or carbon, you deserve a whack over the head. That's right. It, Three had, people. To, it had to be C. If in doubt, go C. Indeed. C. Flax or cotton. <laughs> We had some of those sales out of cotton. Yeah? yeah. Awesome. All righty. Now, where was the modern rig that we see on most developed boats designed? A, Bermuda. B, Holland. C, the UK. Or D, Egypt. It was a modern rig, Bermuda rig. Aha. Uh -huh. well, it was Bermuda rig, so it's got to be Bermuda. Correct. The Bermuda rig. Hey, Kevin, you're smashing it. Hey, well, it comes we with, need comes with the terminology, doesn't it? The old Bermuda rig. Indeed. Yes. I uh, I was really lucky to learn that when I was in Bermuda, and the reason why they had to develop that rig was because they had to go upwind. So yep. to get from one end of the island to the other, the wind nearly always blows the same way. So you, they had to go upwind one way. So they called it going down the road, up the road. And to get up the road, they needed a Bermuda rig. So yeah, very exciting. Now, Ross, you've got this one in the bag. When was sailing first a part of the Olympic Games? 1896 Athens, 1900 Paris, 1904 Missouri or 1908 London Australia was actually Australia was first I think in 1900 but the first Olympics I think was Athens in um, sailing is, is, when was sailing? sailing you already said it so. 1900 indeed no. <laughs> 1900 Paris was the first Olympics where sailing was involved that's and a good trivia question. Great trivia question. And interestingly, 2024, it will be back in Paris. So that's the next one. Ugh, I'm really hoping that Tokyo happens, but it'll be Tokyo 2020 mm, if it happens. Yeah. So yeah. are you guys meant to go to Tokyo? No, no, I'm um, staying in Australia. Fair enough. Sounds good to me. So the next yeah, question, please. and you should get this one too. How many sailing disciplines are currently a part of the Olympic Games? A, eight, B, 10, C, four, D, six. Well, I'm going bravo, 10, there's 10, 10 in there. Correct. Correct. Absolutely. Lovely, mm -hmm. 10. Now, based and on- I did, hmm. And I did um, three Olympics, three Paralympics. Wow. 2000, 2008 and 2012 and um, the Paralympics in, in 2000 and 2008 and 2012 and the Youth Olympics in 2010. How special is that? I mean, uh, That's just something for the, for the memory banks, yeah. Yeah. But um, I did the, the boards, the RSXs um, in um, London. They were a pretty exciting little... At least something was happening with them all the time. Aren't they incredible athletes? 
And they are sensational, yeah. yeah. If, if people haven't seen them in real life, please watch the RSXs. They work so hard when there's no wind. It is mind-blowing. Yeah, they're called the wind whackers, so they've got to be... The wind whackers, so they've got to be good. Indeed, they do. Now, the next question, because... We are going to have Terry Hutchinson on the show next week. He's representing the New York Yacht Club with American Magic in the next America's Cup, continuing on with our America's Cup theme for the past few weeks. So what was the name of the last New York Yacht Club team that was in the final of the America's Cup? A, Liberty. B, Stars and Stripes. C, Team USA. Or D, Freedom. You took the America's Cup that was just gone. Well, in general, when was the last New York Yacht Club representative team in the final and what was their name? Think about it. Yeah, well, the last one wasn't New York Yacht Club, was it? No. That was San Fran, that was, uh, uh, San Fran and uh, Stars and Strikes was a registered name for uh, Connor, Connor, wasn't it? And that yeah. was San Diego. That's so, right. So um, I'm going to go Team USA. Mm. I I'll go know. Liberty. Correct, so, Ross. I'm going Liberty. Correct. So the last Liberty. New York Liberty. Yacht Club representative to make the final, the final was Liberty. Yeah. And they were beaten by JB on Australia too. So isn't that incredible? Yeah. Mm. So, Gee, time like, goes, isn't it? Goes so fast. And we'll have terry hutchinson on the show next week so there have been other representatives of new york yacht club but nobody has made the final since liberty so well, i remember liberty bob Hawke. So, yeah. when bob Hawke said all those bosses that you want to uh, uh with your staff not going to work his famous words i was one of those we watched <laughs> the final and then we went to the pub and celebrated <laughs> unbelievable well you know oh, you well. guys you guys are really good friends with with JB as well and so following on from that show and for everybody who's watching we had a question up on our social media which was where were you when Australia 2 won the America's Cup and we had so many responses it was overwhelming from the comments on the actual show to that question so we've actually put together a web page and we're going to continue to ask that if anybody wants to send us their answer at any time and we're just building a a webpage of where people were when Australia 2 won the America's Cup. And I want to I want to send it to all the people who were sailing on Australia 2. Uh, I taped it, but I think mine was at Y&J in Melbourne. Young well, and Jackson's in Melbourne. We'll have to add you to our list of people. <laughs> but I just think it's something that people do remember. And it's been unbelievable the past few shows, just how everything sort of links back to that. Rob Mundell and Bob Fisher both said that is a standout moment in sailing history. And Bob Fisher's a pom, so, you know, love you, Bob. But, but <laughs> when they went through that finishing line, that was just something that was that was special when they went through that finishing line and the gun went. You need to listen to the tape and what have you. That is something really special. We, um, we played some of the footage. Uh, the ABC gave me their footage from when the finish happened and we played it. Mm while JB was on air, which you may have seen, and watching him off screen was really lovely. He was reliving it, and that was something that was pretty special. So the next question, and if anybody didn't answer all of the above, I'll, I'll smack them. What would sailing not exist without? A, wind, B, boats, C, volunteers, or D, all of the above. Tiana, some people said boats. <laughs> yeah, one, one person said boats, and she's not wrong. Um, yeah. But she's not completely correct. No, the answer is D, all of the above. Yeah. All the above. Absolutely. All of the above. <laughs> That's not one of those trick questions, is it? you got to read the question first and understand what they want. Oh, I mean, yes. How could you exactly. have sailing without wind or boats or volunteers, really? Oh, that's right. But Robbie Lamb, who's one of the international ROs, said, Ross, always read the question and read it twice or three times to make sure that you actually understand what they're asking. Because 
it is so easy to uh, say something that ah but then that one applies to it then that one applies to it all of the above yes indeed and i'm going to mention something here which was quite fun too speaking about the question before this show today I actually got to do a briefing with you guys, which was very exciting for me. Everybody listen, I'm doing the briefing. (laughs) That was a highlight. You guys are briefing (laughs) on your briefings. (laughs) Lovely, (laughs) Excellent. All right, now the last question. This one's a bit of a trick question to see if we can separate people. Tiana, how many people got this correct before I read it out? 29 people got this correct. And how many people took part this week? So there were 2,000 participants. 2,000 participants. 29 people got it correct. What was the name of the New York Yacht Club defending boat in the 1887 America's Cup? And have a little bit of a think about the theme for this week. Was it A, Mayflower, B, Vigilant, C, Volunteer. Well, it had to be volunteer with me. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> Defender. Lock. Aha. Lock it in. Lock it in. <laughs> Indeed, it was volunteer because I knew that I was going to have you guys on the show. For anybody watching, <laughs> if you're playing trivia, I've usually got a trick question, but there's a connection to the theme of the show. Just a heads up there. <laughs> so, T, we will have had a winner. Yes, our winner this week was Tag Team Racing. Awesome. Congratulations, Tag Team Racing. They will get an amazing prize pack, but we also have our One Ocean tickets. So that's very exciting. They'll get to watch on the streaming platform. They'll be live on Monday night. So five five of our winners, the five top, will take and we'll pop them through a message. So... Congratulations to our winner winner, though, because they'll be put on the list with all of our other winners. We're up to 11 weeks now. Because we know it just seems like my normal Friday night. (laughs) (laughs) 11 weeks. Yeah. So we've had a winner every week. So, boys, to start with, we had a video of the week competition. And so the winner of each of those and the winner of then what turned into our trivia competition will all go into a hat in December and we'll have a Christmas or slash Rolex Sydney Hobart draw. So that'll be fun. <laughs> now, what about the question out from the left side? Are the Etcher Worlds going to take place over in Perth in November? I have not heard either way, gentlemen. I mean, you probably are a little bit more inside on the goss than I am. I think the last whisper was that they might be postponed by 12 months. But um, speaking of Perth, we have had a question asked about the International 14 Worlds. Oh, yes. Yeah. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that regatta? Because there's a lot of fans who said that that was one of the best regattas of their lives. Well, Nick, as a race officer, that one, why, why I think it was the best one, with 60-odd 14s on the Swan River with uh, nice breezes, not, not doctor, but good sailing breezes, and uh, it was just a lovely racetrack. You know, it was 14s at their, at their best. We had one up-pressure day, which Brad Devine won by, the local won by about five minutes, Probably wish he had more of that, but it was just a fantastic. You know, the yacht club was, you know, they accommodated everyone, and the uh, the team out on the uh, the racetrack. It was it was great. You know, going up to Brick Landing, putting the kites up, coming back down to uh, down to the Hall Mark or where the community boat was, back up. Lovely, lovely racetrack, and uh, a fantastic event to be involved with. It was, oh, it so was just, cool. great, just great fun. And the uh, social life was fantastic as well. We were 14 stuff. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> now, given that you guys have been involved with so many regattas, Ross, is there anything that you want to do? Do you have something on your wish list? Yes, the Simpson Desert sometime in May next year, maybe. <laughs> wow. 
and, wow. and going the top route, not going the busy route, going the top route. Fantastic. Um, but no, but no, that's and I'd love to go across to Kimberley Coast, to mm. sail across to Kimberley's. That'd be really good. But I've um, yeah, I've done a lot of the other stuff. So they're the two. The Simpson Desert on the Magellan, I think it's Magellan Track, and yeah. uh, the Kimberley Coast would be really nice. Oh, you guys get to cruise a lot, don't you? You spend all your time after Early Beach Race Week cruising north, don't you? Yes. Yep. Yeah, just at, well, north around uh, Cape Gloucester and uh, different parts of Early, but no, it's all it's all good up there and spend a month or two months, three months, and then get back to the... Um, Back to Melbourne for the, the summer. Indeed. Ross, are you guys heading north this year? Will you go regardless? I Nick, don't tell anyone, but they're, they're, everything's packed up. The boats are all ready to go. The car's ready to go. And soon, we can get through New South Wales. We've just got to get through that Queensland border. And then you can um, spend all your time up there. Absolutely. Once we get through that Queensland border, we're done. <laughs> Sounds fantastic. Queensland, here we come. And we should give a shout-out to Mooloolaba right now because I'm sure that if we could have, we would have been there this weekend, wouldn't we? Oh, we would have. I said to Warren, who's the organiser up there, I said, was, um, I've got my plane ticket and we're landing in uh, the Sunshine Coast. And he said, well, Ross, you won't be because the airport's closed. Mm. I was having a joke with him, but never mind. <laughs> yeah, um, I know. But, no, we all miss that one. We do We do miss Mooloolaba. I mean, it's been part of uh, uh, the Edgels for so long. And... Um, Let's bring it on for next year, bigger and better. Indeed. That would be fantastic. Well, I think we're going to sign off with you lovely gentlemen now. Thank you so much for everything that you and your amazing volunteer teams have given to sailing, not only in Australia but globally when you've done various international regattas, Olympics and whatnot. And we're very lucky to have you and so many other volunteers really making our sport what it is. Sailing just... Wouldn't be the same without you. And the bands are. <laughs> and that's great, Nick. And, uh, and thanks for what you're doing, for oh. getting it all out there. It's, it's fantastic. Uh, <laughs> I you're, am you're trying. Excellent job. And oh. thanks for you, Tiana. Oh, she's doing such a great thanks, job. I'm guys. so proud of her. Now I'm waiting for Tiana for an ex waiting for Tiana for an next race to beat you the next time. <laughs> Oh, well, maybe this is where I have to announce. I haven't actually announced this yet, but given we've spoken about Queensland so much and Rob Douglas is standing just over there. So uh, Dad is leaving tomorrow with my mum, heading north to go to the Queensland border and a special little brand new boat called a VX-1 will be delivered on a truck over the border from the Royal <laughs> Queensland Yacht Squadron to my dad. Oh, well, that's great. Well, you can, you, hey, Nick, you can launch, launch it in the air and uh, navigate your way up into Queensland, right? I know, exactly. Like, we'll sail too early. No. <laughs> yeah, but the, uh, the New South Wales State Championships are in September at Royal Prince Alfred Yacht Club. And I believe it will be Dad on the back, me in the middle, and one named Tiana Witty on the front. Oh, lovely. <laughs> well, Tiana, you're going to win because you're first across the finishing line. Well, that's what I said when they gave me the option. I said I'll take bow because I'll be first over the line. Very <laughs> true. Yeah, Tiana, you can, do, you can just do a Ross, you know, be the far hand and be first across the line. Indeed. So yep. see, see, look, I've learned if she's going to beat me, I may as well just put her in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. That'll be fun. Good. So that's a new adventure for the Douglas team too. So that'll be really good. Excellent. Good. Well, well all the, all the, all the uh, best for that, Nick. Indeed. Yeah, we'll be looking at the results. <laughs> Thank you just very much. Just get Rob out there, get him at the gym, working hard. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> no, but it's been really great to have you, and thanks for all the all the all the race officering you've done for us too. I just have to tell a little story about guessing between the two of you. And Tiana, do you know who's who yet? 
Yeah, Kevin's at the top and Ross is in the middle. <laughs> because I'm really lucky. I'm one of the lucky ones. I can tell you apart. I've never had any issues telling you apart. I think you're very different personalities, to be sure. That's but what mother said. <laughs> but there have been many guessing competitions between the two of you over the years. And I recall one that our good friend Alistair Murray used to do with the two of you. Oh, yes, yes. 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 The, one up, the one up at Thailand, up at Phuket, up yes. at uh, Yes. So yes. I've, I've, seen, I've seen you two come to regattas with one wearing red Crocs, one wearing blue Crocs, and then halfway through the regatta you swap, and then on the last day of the regatta you're wearing one each. <laughs> you don't make it easy. Cheeky. Uh, well, it's a challenge. It's a challenge, Nick. It's a challenge. But in Cape Penwa, my favourite was your lovely wife, Sue, Ross, and your lovely wife, yeah. Glennis, Kevin. They were both yeah. blindfolded. And a shout out to them again, sending them lots of kisses. Yeah. Uh, they were both blindfolded and asked to feel each of your behinds. And, and they nominate, got it wrong. And nominate who was who, and they both got it wrong. Yeah, they did. <laughs> That, that just must mean we're, uh, we might be fairly similar. <laughs> In that part, anyway. <laughs> You're right. Uh, good banter. And a shout-out to Al Murray. I haven't seen him for ages as well. But we might... Yeah, that's good. I'll have to see. But you guys stay on the line. I'm going to have a chat to you once we wrap up. But thank you, everybody. Next week at 10 a.m. Aussie time, which will be 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we will have Terry Hutchinson who is the current CEO of American Magic, the next entry for the America's Cup from the New York Yacht Club, along with the themes that we've had of the past few weeks. We've had so many questions coming through for Terry already. We did put the question form up on our story today, so no doubt there'll be a lot of interested parties for that one. But thank you again, you two. Enjoy your beverages, and we'll see you at a regatta somewhere soon. You will. Look, look forward to it, Nick. Fantastic. Thank you to you. Thank you, T. Thank you, T. And thank you to all of the volunteers around the country and around the world making sailing the amazing sport that it is. See you later, everybody.